Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live.
Queen Saints. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kensington, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. The sound doctrine has brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. God is good. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. God is God bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King. We thank God for another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled, God, Because He Said So. Because He or God Said So. And this is... Uh, a lesson in obedience for you and I as children of God. It's a lesson in walking by faith. Um, there are going to be things that God is going to say to you and I. We may not understand why he's telling us these things, but because we know him in whom we trust. We trust that what he is telling us is the best course of action. There were things that my parents told me as a child. I didn't understand why, why I had to brush my teeth every day. Now I understand. After having a few cavities and a few root canals, I understand now what daddy was talking about. I didn't understand why father was telling me I needed to do my homework and, and, and try to do well in school. Well, there are some things that God is telling you and I that you're not going to understand Right then. You and I are not going to understand why right then. But as we mature, as we grow, and as we develop, we'll be able to see why he said so. Look, that capital A in our outline, creation exists. We understand and we thank God for the revelation the other evening, and it stands out in my spirit how that any of you out there with any sense, you know that your car didn't just appear. At some point, there was a creator. Now, and at some point, that creator brought things together that your car exists, that that creator at some point brought things together so that your house 
uh, is like it is. It didn't just appear. It's ridiculous to think that the cosmos, the universe, the the uh, the galaxy just appeared randomly. Somewhere you have to trace back to a creator. Things don't just come from nothing. Everything that exists in the physical realm, it came from somewhere. And God is the creator of all things, and he is the preserver of light and life. We looked at Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. We looked at Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Brought us down to capital B in our outlines this evening, uh, or today, preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel. We've come to understand that the reason why the proper motivation and the reason why the gospel should be preached is not for popularity, not for filthy lucre, not for uh, ultimately any other reason than because he said so. This was one of the last things that Jesus told his disciples before ascending back to uh, be with the Father, that this glorious gospel needs to be proclaimed uh, to all creation. Now, to all creation. We looked at Acts chapter 5, verse 29, early today, and it's going to bring us down to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, and we're going to see what the Lord has in store for you and I this evening. Acts chapter 9, verse 16. From the New International Version. My mistake, saints. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Paul says, yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Capital B in our outline, preaching the gospel from our theme what? Because he said so. Paul said, that's why I'm compelled to preach, because he said so. Now, you, 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 maybe you ain't heard that yet, or maybe you're not listening to that yet. Paul said, that's, that's why I'm preaching the gospel, in case you're wondering. Paul said, because I know he said so. I'm compelled. Understand as children of God, when God tells us to do something, that, that should be all the compelling that you need. All right, we're going we're gonna to get into this a little early. When God tells you and I to do something, that need, that need to be all the compelling that you need. Why? God says because you know from whom it came. There's some people that can tell you to do something. You ain't even thinking about doing that. You know? But then there are other people can tell you to do something, and you opt to it. Why? Because we know from whom it came. God said, when I tell you to do something, you know where it came from. Yes, Lord. 
then I'm hearing God, proverbially speaking, then you get to stepping. Paul says, I'm compelled to preach. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, bless your people, that we might be a blessing back to you and that we might be a blessing one to another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, you're looking at the rights of an apostle, rights of those who are sent to proclaim the eternal gospel. And what you're going to find out at the end of the day, some of you don't know it, some of you do, I don't know where you stand. That's between you and God. But what you're going to find out at the end of the day, uh, at some point in your existence, whether it's in this life or the next, you're going to find out that the gospel was the most important thing smoking. All right? You're going to find out. I ain't saying all of you going to go to heaven. I ain't saying who's going to hell. That's not my job. My job is much like that of Paul compelled to preach the gospel. Why? Because what you're going to find, no matter how many lies the devil tell, no matter how many lies his children tell, no matter what the, the mainstream media is talking about, no matter what your, 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 your politicians and what lawmakers and what uh, are the rich and the powerful, the rich and famous, whatever, what you're going to find out under the sound of my voice at the end of the day is that the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was the most important thing smoking. It's not going to be your little bank account on the day of judgment that's going to help you get into heaven. It's not going to be your little popularity, your little degree from the community college and them classes you took. It's not going to be your race. It's not going to be your, your socioeconomic status. God is not going to be concerned that you had a, a, a six-figure income. God is not going to be concerned. What you, better get your, what you better get yourself as connected and wrapped around as possible is the glorious gospel of our Lord. God said, Robert, they're going to find out. God said, God said, Robert, don't worry about it. But if they that don't know, some will. They that don't know, you know, some won't in this life, but everybody going to find out at the end of the day that the gospel, is, it, it was the best thing smoking. Everybody going to wish they had grabbed hold of the gospel at some point. Some people find that out early. You, you, and God said, Robert, you, you do remember the Titanic. Mm. There were, when you watched the movie Titanic, you saw that some people were complaining about the lifeboats that were on the deck. You remember what's his name was complaining about the light. It looks like a, a unsinkable ship. You know, uh, it looked like a perfectly, uh, a waste of, of perfectly good deck space. That was what one of the comments a cat was made until that, that ship that they had so much confidence in began to go down. Now, all of a sudden, we ain't got enough lifeboats. Wish we had more lifeboats. But that's how the gospel is looked at. Some of you all out there, you think life is just, uh, you know, just going to go on, just going to go on. No, no, it's not going to just going to go on. It's not going to just go on. We've got a little bit of time here to get things as right as we possibly can with our creator so that we can stand before him and explain ourselves. Explain what we did with the time that he gave us in this life. You've been given this time in this life 
for a specific purpose and only for a specific season. You ain't going to live forever like this. I'm not. You're not either. So here, Paul begins to speak regarding the rights of an apostle. Now, Paul did something specific in the Corinthian church. He specifically did not accept financial support from the Corinthian church. Now, you had a bunch of false teachers that went, went through there, and they was getting people's money, like a lot of these jokers is doing today, you know, like a lot of these jokers is doing today. And they were trying to say that Paul, because he, he wouldn't, wasn't trying to grab money every chance he get, that he was a false apostle. And Paul said, look, in verse 15, Paul says, I, I have not used any of these rights. Now, Paul said, I understand that it's a right to receive money from, from preaching the gospel. It's a right. You know, Paul says, I, but I, I specifically have not used that right with you all, Corinthian saints. And Paul said, look, and I'm not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me. Paul said, I'd rather die than have anyone deprive me of this boast. But then Paul said, but you do need to understand my motivation behind preaching the gospel. Paul said, look, because I know that them false teachers, I know what their motivation was from preaching the gospel. They have proved that very well, and you have supported them in that very well. Paul said, that, that's, you know, that's your business. But Paul said, I'm going to let you know my motivation in preaching the gospel. What we say we're talking about, capital B, what? Preaching the gospel. Paul said, yet when I preach the gospel, Paul says, I cannot boast. For I am compelled. When you are compelled to do something, that means you feel an overwhelming urge to do it. Some of you are like, what does compel mean? What what it mean? Well, you compelled to breathe. Mess around and drink your whole lot of liquid and don't go to the bathroom. I've heard individuals, I, I, I got to go, I got to go, and I got to go now. You'll be compelled. Compelled is when you is an over strong over. Paul said, "I'm compelled to preach the gospel." Some of you all on the sound of my voice, you're compelled to watch your to watch your stories on TV. All of us are compelled to do something. See, because we're all doing something, and we all have a strong urge to do something, whether it's right. Or whether it's wrong, some some individuals compelled to to read, to study. Some individuals compelled to to sing. Some individuals compelled to dance, to fight. Some of y'all compelled to fight, compelled, compelled. Paul said, "I'm compelled to preach." Paul said, "You got to understand my motivation. I'm not preaching just, you know, because it's something that I thought would be nice." Paul says, I'm compelled. That means there is a force that is acting on me that is stronger than me that is pushing me to do this. There's a force that is acting on me that's stronger than me that is pushing me to do this. Paul says, I'm compelled to preach. Paul says, watch, it's to a, it's to a degree. And Paul understood who was compelling him. It was Christ. Paul said, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Now, woe is symbolic that, you know, something bad is going to happen to me. Paul said, I know something, something, something real, not real good is going to happen to me if I don't preach this gospel, especially when I know 
from whom it was that told me to preach it. Why is it that so so we got so we got we basically have we have the the essence of human behavior in that little in that little in that little portion of, of scripture. Most human behavior is based on the premise that if I do it, something good is going to happen to me, and if I don't do it, something bad is going to happen to me. If we serve God like we're supposed to, God said, I got all kind of blessings for you. I got all kind of good things. I got all kind of goodies. God said, I can bless you in seen realms. I can bless you in unseen realms. God said, I can bless you in this life. God said, I can bless you in the life to come if you serve me like you're supposed to. But then God said, if you don't serve me like you're supposed to, God said, I can beat you in this life. God said, I can beat you in the next life. God said, I can make this life a living hell, and then I can throw you in the real thing. God said, you do it, good things are coming to you. You don't do it. Paul said, woe to me if I preach not the gospel. Paul said, I know some bad things coming my way now. If I preach voluntarily, Paul said, I have a reward. Paul said, look, y'all don't give me nothing. I got a reward. Listen out there, you all that love, many of you all out there that love listening to the uh, teaching word but don't love support. And I got, I'm going to get me a reward. I, you're not going to stop my reward. What you can stop is yours. What you can hinder is yours. Paul says, if I preach voluntarily, what? I have a reward. If not voluntarily, Paul says, I'm simply discharging the trust that is committed to me. God wants some people that he can trust. Pastors want some people that they can trust. Don't you want to be able to trust your employer that on the, on the, on the first of the month, he going to do like he said he going to do and give you a paycheck? Some of you all would be totally upset with your employer if they treated you like some of you all treat the gospel. Glorious gospel. Some of you scare me. I'm going to be honest with you. You scare me. Some of you all, under the sound of my voice, would be, would, would, would be ready to sue, would be ready to get an attorney and sue if your employers treated you the way you treat the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And, and, and the thing that gets to me is this. You know, I, I I would almost rather see stuff be done to me than to see stuff done to the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Some of you scare me. In the spirit, I'd be like scared for you. I'd be scared for you. A whole lot of times God be ready to kill the nation of Israel. A whole lot of times. And God and Moses be talking, and God be like, look, Moses, let me go on and get out of the way. Let me go on and kill all them. Then, you know, I'm going to do great things with you. Moses be just praying. Moses, see, the people would have no idea. Just like a whole lot of you all, he ain't got no idea stuff. Where the man of God or the woman of God be going to God on your behalf. You don't even have no idea. The people just be down there making a calf, dancing around, just, and, just, and got no idea God ready to kill all of them right then. Some of you all, you, you're scary, you're scary. Some of you need to wake up. You need to wake up fast. 
Time is running out. Also, I'm simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? All right, here's, here is the reward that Paul was looking at of the Corinthians saints. He said, what then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge. Now, again, this was the, to, the, to the Corinthian saints. And so not to make use of any of my rights in preaching the gospel. Paul said, I'm not talking about my privileges. It's not a privilege to get paid in the gospel. It's a right. Now, Paul goes on in another place and let, let's let you know that unlike so many, he did not peddle the word of God for profit. Now, it's a difference between receiving your right and peddling it for profit. Those are two different things. All right, well, now we're going to go back here. We're going to go back to uh, um, go back to verse 7. Now, Paul is talking about rights of an apostle again in verse 7. Paul said, who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Now, I got to pay for my gun. Got to pay for my own uh, 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 ticket to get there. Got to pay for Paul said, who, who does that? Got to buy my uniform. Got to feed myself. And I'm and and, and, I, and still and you still want me to fight for you? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its grapes? Who tends a flock and do not drink of the milk? Paul said, "Now do I say this merely from a human point of view? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses: Do not." muzzle and ox when it is treading out the grain. And then Paul asked a question, said, now, do you, is it about is it about oxen that God is concerned? Paul said, do you think God was talking about, a? you really think God was talking about an ox? Surely he says this for us. Doesn't he? Yes. This was written for us. Because when the plowman plows and the thresher threshes, they ought to do so in hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seeds among you. Now, 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 see, that, that, that's God said, that's where the, the rubber hits the road. See, because if you don't understand, it, watch this, God. God says if, if they don't understand the importance of spiritual seeds, they don't understand the use of material blessings. Mm. Spiritual seeds always have to be in place for there to be material blessings. It is spiritual seeds. Now, I've shared this with you all before. Everything that's going on in the physical, it had its roots in the spiritual. So the material blessings that have come up, that are coming up in your life, is the material blessing is because there were some spiritual seeds planted somewhere. That's the job of us, apostles. That's the job of us as pastors. That's the job of us. 
to share with you words from the true and living God that when you take those words to your job, when you take those words to your team, to your university, when you take those, t- those words and those teachings out and you apply them in the physical realm, there will be material blessings that will come your way. Pastor ought to be teaching you something about diligence. You go out and be diligent on your job, now you get a promotion, and you think that you're the only reason for that. Pastor ought to be teaching you something about faithfulness. Now you go out and be faithful on your job, and all of a sudden good things start happening, and you think all that came from you. Paul said we're sowing spiritual seeds. In other words, we're sharing with you the words of the true and living God that you are taking and applying and are receiving material blessing. Then Paul come back and ask a question. If we have sown spiritual seeds among you, verse 11, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? You reap the material harvest from the spiritual seeds. You reap the material harvest. Paul says, is it too much for us to reap a material harvest? You did. You got blessed on that job from something the man or woman of God spoke into your life. You got blessed at that university. You got blessed in that, in, that, in that business. You got blessed from something that the man or woman of God shared in your life. And you receive, you reap a material harvest. But now, you know, you don't want to communicate or share those good things with your teacher. Oh, that's all right, too. Paul says, is it too much? If we reap a material harvest from you, if others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? You understand you got to pay, you got to pay the bank that you bought that car through. You understand you got to pay your rent. They have a roof over your head. Oh, the pastor, whether he have a roof or the man of God, woman of God, whether they have a roof, that's, that's the business. But you, others got that right of support. You understand when you go to the restaurant, sit down and eat a good meal, you don't jump up and just, just run out of there. I, like I told you, some of y'all are scary. Some of y'all are scary to me. I'm serious. I'll be like, Lord, man, what kind of generation is this? Because Robert, I don't tell you what kind of generation this is. You go sit down and eat a meal and try to jump up and run out of the restaurant. <laughs> Mess around and go to Walmart. So Paul said, others receive this, you know. In other words, Paul said, look, you all understand the principle of contributing to that which you think is a benefit to you. And you don't think the gospel is? You don't think the words of God, the true word, the words of the true and living God are? You understand to go to that university to learn all that worldly wisdom, you understand you got to pay. But you don't see any uh, purpose or need or benefit from contributing. And to the kingdom of God, you're scary to me. You're very, very scary. Scary, blind, or rebellious? Scary. I know you're scary. 
Now, whether you're scary because you're blind or whether you're just scary because you're stiff-necked, hard-hearted, and rebellious. I don't know. I, don't, I, can't, I can't answer that way. The apostle bring this thing on home. All right, verse 14. In the same way the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. This is a job. Preaching the gospel is a job. Just like when I was a, a, a secondary high school teacher, that was my job. I'd get up, get every work, Jake, go to work. Teach those young people health and physical education. Coach this basketball. Coach this football. And at the end of the month, there was a paycheck. Wasn't, it wasn't volunteer. It wasn't volunteer work. I wasn't working for the Red Cross or something. It was a job. Preaching the gospel, teaching the word, of, it is a job. God has commanded. God has commanded. What did what Paul say? In the same way the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. You don't want to help them receive their living from the gospel. You are breaking the Lord's command. Not because God said, never mind, Apostle Brian. God said, I'm talking to my people. You will not help them receive their living that are preaching the gospel for a living. God says, you are breaking my command. And God said, Robert, that's enough out of you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you this evening. We glorify you. Honor and praise you. We ask, Father, that you bless your people. Open blind eyes, Father. Unstop deaf ears. That, that, that uh, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that we may not just be hearers of the word, but that we may be doers and that we may be blessed in everything that you have set our hands to do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Um, three questions real quick, children of God. Um, what was the problem with the false teachers in the Corinthian church? What was the problem with the false teachers in the Corinthian church? Two, explain why Paul was preaching the gospel. And number three, what are the rights of those who preach the gospel? What are the rights of those who preach the gospel? Saints, you can reach us through email at the Christians at the Christians Church at gmail.com. 
check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Stern Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you. In Jesus' name, amen.